and welcome back to In My Opinionation, a weekly Blossom Watch Through podcast. I am your host this week, Jen, and I am here with my co-hosts, Mallory, and Eric is back. Zane Busby. Zane Busby. <laughs> Eric, it's so good to have you back. Do you want to... Do you want to talk about what's going on oh. in your life? All I said before is that it was life stuff. Oh yeah, so I had a I had a baby. Yeah, um, baby. A third, a third girl. A little baby. Her name is Tala, which is uh, Tagalog for star. Or Filipino people are also Polynesian, like they're Polynesian descendants. Mm-hmm. It means storyteller. There's a bunch of other meanings, but those are the two we're focusing on because I can't remember the other ones. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So we. we Third girl. Awesome. Congratulations. Super outnumbered now. Just super, super outnumbered. outnumbered. <laughs> I know. Yeah, there's more children than parents now. Yeah. There were any more girls, but now. Yeah, like, you were already losing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. She's she's lovely. She mm-hmm. she was born. She was seven pounds, seven ounces. She was the biggest mm-hmm. out of the three of them. And she seemed so tiny. It's it's crazy. Aww. Saw the pictures and she is just the cutest little mm-hmm. nugget and I want to squish your face. Yeah. She is squishy. <laughs> yeah. So Cute. for the next little bit, you know, we're giving Eric some time to do whatever Papa stuff he has to do. So mm-hmm. we he'll be here when he can. We might have some more guest hosts like we did. So we're just gonna see what happens going forward. But congratulations. Thank Yay, you. babies. Yay, babies. <laughs> babies. <laughs> so what we did look at this week is Guys, the season one finale. We did it. We did it. We did a whole season. We did a whole season. (laughs) So this week we watched season one, episode 13, Love Stinks, with an exclamation point. Yeah, that exclamation point is very important. It's so important. It's not on IMDb. I feel um, betrayed by IMDb. How dare they? So this episode was aired on April 29th, 1991. It was written by Don Rio and I'm going to say this wrong, Rosselle Rosette Schaefer. And it was directed by Zane Busby. (laughs) So a summary of this episode, Blossom is devastated after being dumped by a boyfriend who had recently returned from college, which we'll discuss after he meets somebody else. Dun, dun, dun. I have thoughts. So let's do the trivia first <laughs> before we get into my personal thoughts about that. Wait, he was a university boy? He was a college boy. That's what we need to talk about. That Well, that's one of the many things. No, many things. <laughs> so my personal trivia for this one, and we talked about it way back when. So you'll recall in season one, I believe episode two, in My Sister's Keeper, Blossom starts dating a boy called Bobby Brewer. Mm-hmm. And he is Joey's friend. And he goes away to school. Not a college. No. <laughs> Definitely still goes to a high school, but it's a prep school. So from everything I can see in this episode, they're basically trying to carry over this Bobby Brewer storyline, except now the boy is called Ricky and he's played by somebody new. Yeah. Joshua Hoffman is the fully grown man who is playing this character. Again, it choices. So now he's called Ricky. He went to college, apparently. Are we to believe that Blossom has had this boyfriend for a whole year while also dating other boys? Well, and this is a problem. This is their year? Well, if he went away to college and she's been in school this whole time and like just had her prom. I thought this was a different boy altogether. Like that she's just dating a college boy now, which seems weird. And Well, the thing is, like the way they, they set up this kid, this man... I should not say kid. This man in this episode is exactly the scenario 
where Blossom met Bobby. So she meets Bobby through Joey because they played baseball together, which is exactly what this Ricky Mm -hmm. kid is, except now he's like five years older. (laughs) It's really weird. It was, I don't understand the logic of, first of all, he wouldn't even be friends with Joey if he were in college right now, because Joey is 16, 16 by this point. So he wouldn't even be friends with this kid. Like in reality, they wouldn't even have been on the same baseball team in high school. Well, isn't college earlier in the States? I looked it up. The average age of the college freshman in the United States is 18, which means this Mm -hmm. is an 18 year old dating a 14 year old. And if they started dating before he went away to college. Oh, I was talking more about the Joey friend thing. They're both weird. Yeah. Yeah. Both of it is weird. I don't understand. Even if this wasn't supposed to be a carryover of this Bobby kid, if anything, that makes it weirder that they're just like college age man. Absolutely. Dating a child. Dating a child. Yeah. Did that not happen in your high school? It happened in mine. Mm -mm. (laughs) Not 14 to 18 slash 19. 15 or 16 year olds, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I didn't say that it was good. I just said it happened. What more bothers me about it, and we'll get into how they speak about this, but nobody seems that upset about the age difference. Right. So that's the thing. Like, you know, Eric, you said, I didn't say it was good, but this whole episode is treating it like it's a normal, okay thing Mm -hmm. for an adult to be dating a child. And again, if Blossom were, say, 17 by the time this episode happened, like at that point, a two year age difference in high school still feels like a lot. Yeah. But it's less so than four years mm-hmm. when you're a teenager. Yeah. So and if they had started dating before he went to college and we're assuming this is the end of the school, like end of the year, he's been mm-hmm. away for a year, then he would have been 17 dating a 13 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Just super weird. That's elementary school, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. <sighs> It's gross. It's all gross, guys. Mm -hmm. So just prepare yourself for nobody to acknowledge how gross this is. So we're telling you now. Yeah. Blossom seems to be really weird with time frames, especially this first season. It's Mm -hmm. all over the place. Yeah. So did you guys have any other trivia for this episode besides this grossness? Well, Joshua Hoffman, who plays Ricky, was also on Saved by the Bell and he played. um, uh, What's her name? Jesse's Jesse Jesse's stepbrother. <laughs> oh, okay. Evil stepbrother from New York. Yeah. Oh, so obviously. Yeah. <laughs> they had a thing with with Lisa. Mm. Yeah. He took a break from acting on his IMDb. His latest thing he filmed was in 2020. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, right before his next credit down was 1997. Oh, dang! That's like a 13 year break. That's huge. Okay. Joshua Hoffman. That's longer than 13 years. 97 to 2020? Is that 23? Yeah, it's 23. Because 97 to 2007 would have been 10. (laughs) I'm very tired. I don't know if you know this, but babies wake up all the time. (laughs) And my other children. But there's actually a phenomenon. Basically, millennials and people a bit older, we... Everything before 2000 is like a long time ago. Everything after was yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Feels like it. Yeah. So it's not just you. It's our whole generation. Mm -hmm. We're all screwed. Yeah. All right. So if that's I think we've covered the most important thing that we need to address. Yes. For this. So let's get into a breakdown. (laughs) The patented gen breakdown. Hell yeah. We need like a like an air horn, like a like a radio jockey. Yeah. We'll get a bunch of stings. Yep. (laughs) So 
We open up with this episode with Blossom on a date in a fancy restaurant with a boy that physically we do not recognize at this point. Right. I also do need to point out, this is the same restaurant as last episode. And Eric, yeah. I know you weren't here, but this was a weird restaurant and I would recognize that powder blue carpet anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no place in a restaurant. No, it's the same restaurant, different set dressing. Yeah. So they're telling each other how amazing they both are and how amazing this night is until they're so overcome with emotion that they swipe all the food off of the table. And as they're telling each other how great they are, we see Nick's head pop up from behind the table saying, (laughs) Blossom, you have to wake up. And there's a slight gag where Blossom keeps pushing his head down and he keeps popping back up. And this happens three or four times. We obviously realize this is a dream at this point. Yeah. So we fade out and we see Blossom in bed. Nick's beside her trying to wake her up. (laughs) (laughs) So in this moment was the first time I went, hmm, that's a fully grown man. Oh, yeah. That first scene, I I said Ricky looks about 35. He was 21. So I feel like it had to do with the makeup they used to do on TV and film. So Mm -hmm. I've been listening to Zack to the Future, which is the Saved by the Bell podcast. Mm -hmm. And Mark Paul Gossler talks all the time about how they were cast age appropriate but watching it back now they look so much older Mm -hmm. than how we would assume a 16 year old looks so i feel like the hair and makeup used to make these kids look a lot older than they were i also remember back then someone that's like my age now 40 looked way older or maybe i just seem very childish No, I think that all the time that like me and my friends all look much younger than like TV 30s. Mm. But also the people who are 30 on TV now look too young to me to be 30, but they are. Yeah. So I, I feel like they like I, I feel like ni- like 80s, early 90s fashion just made people look a lot older than than they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So moving on to the next scene, there's another kind of funny little gag that they do. So we see all three of the Russo boys standing very silently in the kitchen with their coffee mugs. They all simultaneously take a sip (laughs) and it's like they get hit with this caffeine high and they all just break into conversation and start talking over one another. It's actually pretty funny and how I personally feel in the morning. (laughs) Like, don't talk to me unless I've God, I sound like I sound so waspy. Don't don't talk to me unless I've had my coffee. Megan's the same. No, but you need that on a Starbucks, a reusable Starbucks tumbler in like cursive. Yeah, Yeah, I need it on a wooden plaque to put into my kitchen. No offense to anyone who listens who is that person. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they're they're talking over one another. It's very funny. Blossom walks in in this dreamy like state and all the kids sit down at the table. Nick takes over the conversation. He goes, "Okay, I have some stuff to say. He announces he has a date tomorrow night and he needs all the kids out of the house. He has a really good feeling about this woman, so they can't mess this up for him. Something he hasn't felt since their mom, to which Tony says, and that ended so well. That was a good, that was a good thing. Yep. That was a good, good line. Yep. <laughs> so then Joey and Tony start negotiating the rate that they're going to get to stay out of the house. Like how much money is Nick going to give them to stay away? I mean, fair. I think they end up at like 15 bucks. 15 bucks for the movie. Yeah. a lot of money. It was a lot of money at the time. These mm-hmm. days you like 30 bucks to go to the movie yeah i know only 30 well it, only if you're not getting popcorn yeah true <sighs> enough if you want popcorn you need another 20 oh i don't know but now they might want our money anyway they want. <laughs> yeah so they're going through this meeting they finally land on 15 dollars, 
And again, there's some really fun gags that happened in this episode. Like they really thought out the jokes in this. So he proceeds to go through the kids one by one and basically say, tell me your announcement for the day. Yeah. Using his mug as a gavel. Using his mug as a gavel. So (laughs) Joey says, I have to go to a baseball game after school today. Okay. Ding. Okay. You, what, what do you want to (laughs) do? Tony's like, I'm thinking about going bungee jumping. Perfect. Ding. Blossom. What about you? And of course, Blossom doesn't answer because she's in this dreamy reverie. She gets up and does this little skip out of the kitchen. It's all very cute. Joey reveals that she's all dreamy like that because Ricky Johnson is home from college. And oh boy. Yeah. Why did it have to be college? Uh, Right. Boarding school, right? It was boarding school. It was an athletics forward prep school, boarding school kind of a place. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they couldn't get the actor who played Bobby back. And so they were like, well, it needs to be a completely new character. Then it can't just be another kid who went to boarding school. And then they made the dumb, dumb decision to do college. Uh, there's to me personally i'm sure somebody thought that there was logic there but there wasn't like how many teenage boys with blonde hair could they have gotten can you imagine being in a writer's room and then being like yeah yeah she's 14 and has a college boyfriend and you just sitting there being like would you let your 14 year old date yeah. a college boy no like, was was that kosher back then like no seems really weird there was there's was a whole room of people that said that's fine yeah. So Nick says that he's concerned about this kid coming back, but not specifically because he's college age. Just because he doesn't seem to like Blossom's boyfriends. Yeah. He just doesn't like this kid for some reason. He doesn't specify. Now, this is like a weird <laughs> out of left field, and I might be nuts. Did their kitchen island get smaller? Oh, I don't know. Because before it seemed like you could fit at least two people behind there. But this first of all, they've always had two kitchen islands, which is just weird and stupid. Yeah, they have the one in the middle and then the one like down off to the side by the wall, which just seems like a random set piece of convenience. Yeah, I remember the island at the back. You used to be able to fit two people behind there. And all of a sudden for this episode, it was like Nick and both of the boys were like fully out in the kitchen. I'm going to have to go back and watch that because I didn't didn't notice. I didn't notice either. I thought I was going crazy. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. That's a tiny one now. It's so small. I'm looking at it right now. And that's like they show us that's where the stove is, too. So what? It's just like a lone Mm -hmm. stove in the middle of their kitchen is basically the size of it now. It's crazy. I I don't know why that caught my eye, but I found it so distracting. (laughs) And now I'm watching the pilot and it's much bigger. Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. But is the one from the pilot the same as that they use in? That's a good question. Like, do they use it through the season? And I've just never noticed it before. Oh, no, it is small. I'm looking at episode five and has the stove on it, too. It looks exactly the same. But it's the same size? Yeah. (gasps) That's weird. That's weird to me. Anyways. So I am crazy, but it's also dumb. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) So we move on to Blossom's bedroom. She's sitting there with six and Blossom is reading a letter aloud that she got from Ricky. Do you remember letters? (laughs) I remember. Mallory and I started sending each other letters again because we thought it was cute. We did. I actually owe you one, but that's (laughs) digressing. You guys are adorable. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun to get mail. It is fun to get mail. letters anymore they get text messages like if this were today she'd be looking at the text that he sent her which was like you up like (laughs) (laughs) 
DTF question yeah. mark eggplant peach Ew, I don't know she's 14 Ugh. so the letter says that you know he's going to meet her at this bistro to talk we don't hear anything else about the contents but he did sign the letter love ricky love comma ricky love comma ricky which again is a choice on his part mhm that was mm. So Six starts talking about, he put love comma Ricky. Like, that's a huge deal. The only love comma she ever gets is from her grandma. But like, she gets five bucks with the letter. So that's good. And also scary articles about teen sex. (laughs) And scary articles about teen sex. But that love Ricky is such a huge deal. And they really have a whole conversation about it. Is this realistic? Like if someone wrote a letter that had love in it when you were a teenager, I never got a love letter or any sort of thing. Did it seem very like this? Did this seem like a real conversation you would have had? Yeah, this. Yeah. 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 I missed out on all this fun girl talk. (laughs) (laughs) I would have had it, too. Now you have us. I know. (laughs) Yeah, because then you're like, you know, you're looking at it, trying to figure out what like this is what they said. But what did they mean? Mm -hmm. Right. So and I feel like when you're that age, when you're 14, like my notions of a platonic love were way more narrow. Like it Mm -hmm. was kind of weird to tell your friends that you love them Mm -hmm. because like. No homo, right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. It's dumb. But that's at that age. It's like you can only say love to the person that you are romantically involved with. So I remember it being a big deal. I feel like uh, our notions of love have grown since we've been this age. Like, Mm -hmm. for sure. Like, I tell you guys I love you guys. And it's honest. Yeah, we love you too. Yeah. But I don't just say that to people I don't. Friendship. Friend love is awesome and real. I love friend love. So after now these, you're all giggling. Now. I know. Now I'm <laughs> blushing. <laughs> so after reading this letter, Blossom decides to try on hats and asks for Six's opinion because the hat choice is very, very important for this date. This is very true. important. So the first one she tries on, Six says, looks a little mini mouse. And she continues to shoot down all of Blossom's choices until Blossom finally says, so no hat. And Six's response is, don't get cocky. yeah (laughs) it's blossom she has to wear a hat now i actually went into a little bit of deep deep dive here because so blossom puts on a baseball hat and six says it's too murphy brown Mm -hmm. so i did a little you know i remember murphy brown but i did just a teeny little bit of research about it so murphy brown was an american sitcom that ran from 1988 to 1998 and it starred candace virgin as murphy brown a recovering alcoholic who returns to her job at a fictional news magazine TV show after completing rehab at Betty Ford. Guess who also went to Betty Ford? Tony Russo. Ah. So it was also rebooted in 2018, but that only lasted for one season. And like Blossom, it tackled some pretty tough issues. So one of the big issues that it tackled was um, in the 91 to 92 season, Murphy Brown got pregnant, but the baby's father wanted nothing to do with the kids. So she decides to raise the baby as a single mom. And the episode where she gave birth to the kid and became a single mom caused huge political controversy with the U.S. vice president at the time, Dan Quayle, saying that Murphy was, quote, mocking the importance of fathers by bearing a child alone. Wow. Yeah. That's, mm. Eric's just shaking his head. <laughs> People, am I right? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh the politics God. in the states just are insane. Oh, the states is, is falling apart. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's wild. But we are not a politics talk show. So. No, we are not. <laughs> but we'll pull it in when we can. But that's good to know. Like, I knew about Murphy Brown, but I didn't know the full ins and outs of it. 
So I didn't yeah. realize that that was a huge episode. I remember that being a big thing. It was on like yeah. Entertainment Tonight and stuff. Yeah. Before, like wow. all up in arms. I was like, God, you guys need to chill. And these days we have 16 and pregnant. So here we are. Right. We've really progressed as a society. <laughs> so we move to the next scene where Nick and Tony are discussing Ricky. This scene is interesting where we find out why Nick specifically is worried about this scenario with mm-hmm. college. So he launches into this classic story. I wrote it down as verbatim as I could, but it's not it's not perfect. But here's essentially his story. Boy meets girl, boy meets another girl. And he tells this this new girl, let's call her Belinda, that he has a girl back home, but she doesn't care. She shows up everywhere he goes and the poor boy can't help himself. Barf. And he he thinks he loves the girl back home. Let's call her Mary. But what is love really? That girl back home (sighs) is so far away and Belinda is so close by. Boys will be boys. No, no, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> That's what it basically is, right? That's what it's saying, right? That's what Nick is saying, and it made yeah. me so angry. It yeah. is. I didn't say I was saying that. That's it terrible. Is... <laughs> it is not the other woman's fault. You no. are a human being. You can decide what is mm-hmm. right and wrong. You mm-hmm. like this is the same argument as to why girls can't wear tank tops in high school because the boys can't can't control themselves. Fuck that. No, teach the boys to control themselves. Yes. Preach. It's such a silly like excuse to give. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Like if you don't want to, if you don't think long distance is going to work, then just say that. Yeah. Right. Just make the choice. Yeah. Like Tristan, Tristan and I did long distance uh, when I was in my first year of university and he was still finishing up high school, this did not happen to us. You know why? Because mm-hmm. he can control himself yeah. because he yeah. he isn't. Uh, I just it just I, I had a high school girlfriend when I was going to university and the distance was too hard. Right. Because mm-hmm. It was yep. too hard. But, and so we so we broke up and I was like, that that was why. Nope, like, that was the same with me totally fair my point is that it's not the other person's fault no, it's never it a third party's fault mm-hmm. if the the relationship isn't strong enough to survive the long distance that's one thing but don't be mm-hmm. blaming yeah. a third person who just happens to be there and you mm-hmm. happen to find attractive because it is not their responsibility to make sure that you stay faithful well, you see, Mal, my urges were uncontrollable for oh, me God. being a male. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I just couldn't help myself. He couldn't help it. He's a man. I was, yeah, I, um, soiling oats or whatever. I don't remember. Soiling oats? No, that's not right. Um, sewing oats. Sewing oats. <laughs> I'm very tired again. I don't know. <laughs> Please keep that in. <laughs> so then Tony asks, well, what happened to this girl, Mary? Oh, my God. And this, okay. <laughs> You know what? The story itself, it was bad. Nick in telling the story is kind of saying it was bad while still not really taking responsibility. No, he blames Belinda. Yeah. But then he goes on to say that he broke up with Mary via singing telegram. And after she got out of text, (laughs) the text of the day, after she got out of the asylum, she went on to lead a full and happy life. This scene made me hate Nick 
so much so, so much now i know why he hates all of the boys that blossom dates because he's an asshole and he thinks they're all gonna be like him but it's so funny because he has said in the past that he was a nerd who couldn't get girls i think that was high school maybe what as soon as he mm. went to university he became a dick I guess. Also, he was telling this whole story and I was like college age. So Belinda is their mom. No, their mom's Maddie. No, but these are fake names. Oh, he's giving these people fake names. So I was like, is this is he giving them fake names? Because Tony wouldn't know the difference. He would if it was their mom that he was talking about. That's true. true. I don't think it's I'm just saying he has three kids. One of them's 20 and he's only what, like 40. I'm just saying I could. He looks much older than me. We just talked about this, though. (laughs) This is all perception. We see what we want to (laughs) see. So, yeah, Nick's the worst in this episode, but only in this episode. I mean, we do know that he overreacts when Blossom dates boys, but like in this episode, he's especially awful. And like, it's so weird because later on in the episode, he kind of gets better. So it's like almost relegated to just this first half of the episode where he's the worst. Well, and this is supposed to be like a comical story, right? It's anything but. Uh, Yeah. So it's really weird. I feel like there were two different characters within this episode. Yeah. Also, they said this Belinda chick was uh, built like the World Trade Center, which whoopsie. (laughs) That doesn't translate that's well, sad. that right. Yeah. I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another problem of watching old shows. Mm-hmm. So I had to recover from this scene. And then we move inside of, I guess, the boys' locker room. You can see Joey and the boys getting ready for their baseball game. And this Ricky boy man walks in. <laughs> boy man. It sounds like a superhero. I am boy man. Boy man. <laughs> the worst superhero I've ever. <laughs> So Ricky enters and um, this is such like, again, a gag that was so, so popular in the 90s. And I would say the early 2000s. This was a big thing, too. So Ricky enters and tells him immediately that he's seen somebody else. Now, as this is happening, there's one lone dude left in the locker room in the background. So he hears this conversation like the boys are talking about each other Mm -hmm. and he gets freaked out because, oh, no, the gays. Yep. So they're saying things like, you know, I'm seeing somebody else. It's nobody's fault. It just happened. You know, it's not your fault. It's not anybody like, yeah, you know, that whole gag of breakup talk. Now, they're gay. If I wanted to be generous and view this through a 2021 lens, then you could. I'm not saying that I did, but you could read this as the guy feeling awkward that he's just there while these people are breaking up and it has nothing to do with them being gay. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's not. That's not what it was intended at the time, I'm sure. No, because the dude was getting changed at the time. So he like so quickly pulls his clothes back on and runs out. Yeah, no, obviously that's that's what the joke was at the time. If we wanted to be generous. Mm. Because I could see walking into a change room and two people having this conversation and me being like, I should not be here and nope and mm-hmm. out of there. Not because I'm like, oh, no, the gays, but because like this is a private conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, for those who are even, say, younger and actually in their teens, who don't get the context and are watching it now. Absolutely. That's just what it would look like is yeah. that he was just awkward to be there, you know? Yeah. The pants thing makes it a lot more clear that he's like, oh, no, they might get my penis. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
put it away. Because they can't help themselves. They're boys and they're sowing their oats. Not soiling their oats? They're soiling their oats as well. God. Anyways, so this this gag happens and the conversation continues. Yeah. Ricky says it wasn't anybody's fault again. Like he really, really cares for Blossom. It's just he met somebody else and it's it's not going to work. He needs to break up with her. And he wanted to let Joey know because he wants to keep their friendship intact as much as possible. The It's nobody's fault part changes when you start seeing the other person before you break up with your girlfriend. Because then it's your fault, right? <laughs> He's already seeing this other person. Is it specified that they're like officially seeing each other or is it just they have realized? Because I feel like there is a bit of a line between realizing something is going on and officially dating that person. I think it's heavily implied that they're like officially dating. Okay. So like if I think about this, if I were in this situation, I don't know that I would be like, I met somebody else so much as long distance isn't working. And, you know, this relationship isn't working. Not I've already met somebody else who I like better than you. Mm. I mean, yeah, if he wanted to be tactful about it, part of me respects the fact that he wants to be honest, but also you're talking to a 14 year old. Yeah. A child. Yeah. So maybe like edit what you're going to say to this person who clearly doesn't understand the nuances of what the situation is. So on the one hand, I respect that he's trying to do the right thing ish, but he's not doing it the right way. No, I also had a huge problem with him talking to Joey first like this. We're we're five scenes in and nobody has talked to Blossom about her relationship. Like Ricky has not talked to Blossom. Everybody it's it's like the episode with Bobby where the whole episode is people talking about what Blossom can and cannot do and Blossom not being involved in that conversation. Here Uh we have people talking about for about half the episode about her relationship and the next step that's going to happen before she knows. And now such a dick move for dick move for Ricky to do, because now Joey can't like, does he tell Blossom before? Yeah. Yeah. He says it or. Like, it's just a, he put him in a bad situation. Yeah. And he says that he does it because he cares about their friendship. But like you said, he's now put this burden on him of, you know, something that's going to happen to your sister to upset her and you can't say anything because that'll upset her more. And also how good of friends are they really when Ricky is several years older than him, as as we've established and off at university, like, have they been writing letters back and forth or talking on the phone this whole time? I would love to see those those letters <laughs> <laughs> does he also sign love ricky on those letters love comma ricky <laughs> no homo <laughs> <laughs> so the scene ends with ricky going look i really really do care about blossom but now i'm now realizing that i wait i love her the way a brother loves a sister which ick and why would you say that to her actual brother well and that's joey's response is saying no I love her the way that a brother loves a sister. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that he said that. Yeah. yeah. Joey's real good this episode. He steps the fuck up. If there's one thread of Joey that I love so much that continues throughout the entire series is how much he cares about his siblings and yeah. his family. Mm-hmm. He fucking loves his family and he mm-hmm. will do anything for them. And it just makes him so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we've seen some really nice Joey moments the last few episodes so it's nice to see that continuing so yeah 
weird ass situation. We go to another weird ass situation. So we jump to the kitchen. Nick is making homemade ravioli on his uh, small ass kitchen island, which I cannot (laughs) stop looking at now. And he says again to Tony that he has this great feeling about Sheila. This is when Joey comes home and announces to the boys again, just to the boys Uh that Ricky is going to break up with Blossom. And Nick's first response is, well, I can't let her go on the date then. I mean, I feel like that's the reaction I would have as a parent. Like you want to protect them from being hurt. You want to protect them. But the alternative is letting her go on in a farce relationship. That's what I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think it was he was going to let them like fake this relationship. He was probably just going to. I don't know. I I, he he doesn't stop them from going on the date. We'll get there. But that reaction of like, well, I can't let her walk into this blind. I think mm-hmm. is more the reaction. Mm-hmm. I can't like she think like she's so excited. For, she's so excited for this date. Yeah. And he knows that she's just going to get her heart ripped out. Yeah. yeah. One thing I do appreciate. And again, this feels like such a this is where Nick's character starts to turn in this episode is he sees her standing there with him and you can almost see him thinking, no, you know what? She keeps saying she needs to figure out life. Mm-hmm. I, I need to just let her go through this. I can't tell her she needs yeah. to just like live this life event and let it happen, yeah. which I personally think is the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like he has this really shitty scene and then starts doing the right thing. It's tough. <laughs> Eric, it's <sad. laughs> you're thinking about in a few years. Oh, I always you? think of all my girls when I, when I watch these things. Oh. Yeah. Just let them go. I know. So we jump immediately to the date itself. Blossom is so excited. The food was delicious. She's never had anything flambe before, except for one time they had a grease fire, but Joey put it out with salt. (laughs) I looked it up. That is an actual valid way to do it. I didn't know. Do not put out a grease fire with water. No, hell no. Not that bad. Um, So it's a baking soda or salt. But because she said Joey did it, I had to look it up. I'm like, does that mean that was the wrong thing to do? Because that seems to be what the joke is. But no, that's a real way you can put out a grease fire. Yeah. So Ricky basically gets right into it. Although we did let the whole meal happen first. He did let the whole meal. And he starts the breakup by talking about how he really cares for her. And she's a great person. Like, you know, he builds her up and then smacks her down. Oh, my God. That sounds so familiar. (laughs) But let me let me ask you this, though, like there's no right answer to this. But if you are going to break up with someone, do you just say it outright or do you do that thing of there's nothing wrong with you? But no, I think I yeah, I I, I don't think you just go like we're going to break up. But the way that he gives these compliments is different from just you're a great person. But right. He goes. Mm-hmm you know, I want you to know that I really care so much about you. You know, there's nothing I'd want to change about you. Like it's, it's a lot more lovey dovey than you're a great person, but yeah, okay. I can see that. But I think, I think him saying there's nothing I would want to change about you to me actually seems like a nice thing to preface no, it I with. Agree. I don't know. It felt, I don't know. Breaking up with someone is such a hard thing to do. That's what I mean. There's no right way to do it there's no right thing you can say when you are doing it well i think the right way is not have an entire meal first that part was a little yeah i don't know like i don't understand the breaking up with somebody on a dinner date like why do people do that what were they talking about i would love to have dinner before getting broken up 
with. I'm just saying. Really? What did they talk about for the entire meal? That'd be so awkward for the person doing the breaking up. Like, how do you sit through that entire meal and just let that happen? That's something I'm... I've never understood. Like, go no. for a coffee where you can kind of just like sit down for five minutes, do what you got to do, and dip. You know, he's probably thinking, you know, this is a good thing to do for like one last hurrah before her last <laughs> meal. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> like, the last you know, supper. <laughs> this is, I'm doing something nice for her. This is this is something nice for her before I break up and break her heart. Yeah, I don't. I so I had a friend in high school whose boyfriend broke up with her just after Christmas because and he told her that he wanted to break up with her before Christmas but didn't want to ruin Christmas but then in retrospect her dinner her Christmas was ruined Mm -hmm. because now she knew that he didn't want to be there and I feel like that's the same with this meal right like at the end of the meal he's broken up with her and so now she's sitting there going I was an idiot throughout this entire meal thought that he really liked me when he was just sitting there thinking about what he was going to say to me to break up I think your friend's ex boyfriend wanted to get a present i think that's what he wanted uh to be honest that sounds like a dick move i mean yeah i mean no matter how you slice it yes but i i don't i don't understand the like Mm -hmm. you know like the oh this will be nice for them because then i'm going to hurt them then then the thing that you did that was nice is tainted by that hurt yeah yeah i don't know like it's such a weird like I've only broken up with one person and it was a messy thing anyway because mm. it was a messy relationship. Yeah. But like trying to think of all the times I've been broken up with <laughs> all the times. Yeah. <laughs> like, but they all led you to Meg. It's true. it's true. Yeah. There's no right way to do it, but there are, there are wrong ways. <laughs> there are lots of wrong ways. And it depends on what the relationship is yeah. too. So it's, it was, I don't know thoughts and feelings Mm -hmm. (laughs) so after this happens blossom just immediately gets up says i don't want to be here anymore and runs out like it was actually a very short scene for the build-up to it yeah so we see the next morning boys in the kitchen tony announces that he's now thinking of going shark fishing Mm -hmm. as nick is sifting through the fridge i laughed so hard at this joke and it's the dumbest joke ever written Nick asks where the arugula is. (laughs) And Joey says, well, what's arugula? Nick goes, a kind of a nutty lettuce. And Tony's response is, it's next to the wacky carrots. (laughs) And then he looks at Joey like, "Eh, Uh, eh." and guys, the amount I laughed at this is almost embarrassing. (laughs) And Matt happened to be sitting in the room with me at the time. So he laughed a little bit, but like, I fully like missed a couple minutes of the rest of the scene and had to go back because I kept laughing at the wacky carrots. (laughs) He just keeps saying wacky carrots around me now. <laughs> so then Nick is still looking through the fridge and goes, Well, where's my radicchio? And Tony says, Oh, the radicchio, you know, Geppetto's son made a wood, wants to be a real boy. Like he's really leaning into the dad jokes this yeah. morning. <laughs> yeah. And he keeps going to Joey, like, oh, did you get the did you get the thing I did? <laughs> he's so proud of his silly he's jokes. So proud of it. Yeah. So Nick stops all of a sudden because he hears the sound of a hairdryer shutting off which alerts him that Blossom is about to come downstairs. Uh Blossom enters the kitchen acting extremely chipper, which of course makes the boys very nervous. Yep. She goes, no, no, it's fine. I don't want to talk about it. I'm totally over it. This is like one event in my life. It's no big deal. She offers to help Nick with the (laughs) salad, 
and rage destroys the vegetables in a hilarious way. She rips up the lettuce and just like throws it into the bowl. She grabs an entire tomato and just, just <laughs> mulls it with her hands <laughs> and chucks it into the bowl. Goes, anything else? Okay, <laughs> bye. And walks out. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed Joey's line at the end here where he's just very, like, very confused. She said she wasn't upset, but I kind of think she is. Yeah. Oh, shit, Sherlock. <laughs> but that's oh, more Joey. observant than he normally is. Yeah, yeah. It's the, like, having to voice it out loud that, yeah. like, maybe the other two didn't get it, so I yeah. need to share it with you guys. Yeah. So we see Joey being super cute again after this. He's trying mm -hmm. so hard to be a good big brother. It's actually so sweet. So Blossom is in the living room. She's reading the newspaper. Joey comes in. He sits next to her. He doesn't say anything. He's just kind of looking at her. I don't know if he's waiting to like say something to her or waiting for her to say something to him. And she's just like, oh, okay, here's the comics. It goes, okay, thanks. And they're just sitting there and he's looking at her trying to figure out what to say. And then he comes up with this random conversation starter. He's like, oh, can you believe it? I struck out three times yesterday, <laughs> which sets Blossom off. She goes, oh, striking out? You mean baseball? You mean like Ricky who plays baseball? Oh, thanks for the reminder. Thanks. You're really great brother. And she starts to run out. Joey says, I wish I had never introduced you. <laughs> Wrong thing to say, Joey. Yeah. Because then she goes, you're right. This is your fault. <laughs> Poor Joey. Poor, Poor Joey. Joey. You can tell he just wants to like sit there and be there in case she wants to say something. Yeah. And it just does not go according to plan. Yeah. And he, the look on his face, this is like, you can tell this is wildly out of character for Blossom that she doesn't do this because Joey isn't just like, oh, like, man, I, I said something dumb. He's like, I'm scared of you. You know, yeah. like he's not like would never expect his sister to act like this no he's terrified yeah so we jump to a uh, girl's hang six is up with blossom in her bedroom <laughs> six has a weird way sometimes of expressing like emotions for other people <laughs> she's trying so hard she says god i wish i were more jaded all i know about heartbreak is from country music Fun fact, Jenna Von Oy dropped a country album in 2007 called Breathing Room. Yep, I have that note in here. I was like, <laughs> that's fun foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> Six tries briefly to sing this country song for Blossom, which does not pan out because the only word she can think of to rhyme is a possum. So that gets shut down. So then she asks Blossom for a few more details on the story. Blossom is not into it. Again, she's saying she's fine. She doesn't want to talk while she's cutting up pictures, presumably of her and Ricky or letters or whatever, yeah. whatever paraphernalia she has. Love, comma, Ricky. Love, comma, Ricky. Bastard. So before she goes, Six has a very, very lovely best friend speech, which is just perfect. She says, you know, however you're feeling about this, there's nothing wrong with Blossom. She's one of the best people that Six knows. She is nice, smart, funny, and pretty. And she can feel bad about this situation, but not about who she is. Mm -hmm. And I was I like, that. yes, best friend power. Yes, yes. Keep that one in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we never need to use it for each other. Well, not for breakups, but like maybe other things. <laughs> yeah. Just so if you ever say this speech back to me, I'll be like, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I had a note that 
I don't know, this kind of goes later into my lesson, but the idea that who you have around you during a breakup is more indicative of the kind of person you are than, than the breakup itself. Like if somebody breaks up with you and you're feeling bad about yourself, like maybe there's something wrong with you, the kind of people you have around you during that breakup say so much more about you. And I think Six's little speech here is just such a good show of that. Yeah. There's so many cute little moments. So Nick is, uh, how long has Nick been cooking, first of all? Days. Days. Days Days this man has been cooking. You know, sometimes uh, meals take multiple days to cook. Yeah. Depends on the interest, the the, I can't talk right now. (laughs) Baby brain. (laughs) Yeah. I think, yeah, I think he was prepping the ravioli the day before. Yeah. And now this is like the morning of, and he's getting a salad ready way too early for some reason. Right. It's going to go bad, man. Yeah. So Tony is standing there watching Nick cook and he says he's thinking of going hang glide, hang gliding and also, you know, opening a check account. So we can see now that all of this stuff he said he's mm-hmm. been wanting to do this whole episode is so he can kind of like drop checking account in there and maybe get it. It's like when Blossom was buying tampons and she says like 10 other things yeah. before saying, oh, yeah, and also some tampons. So Nick instantly says, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Do you remember the last time you had a checking account? You bounced a bunch of checks. Um, we find out it's for $5,000. He's bounced mm-hmm. checks and that Nick had to pick up the slack. So this made me realize that checking accounts are completely different now. Yep. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Eric, do you want to talk about this or do you want me to? Well, I just have my checking account for money that I can use. <laughs> but apparently back then it was for checks and just checks. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't have debit cards. Debit card cards are relatively new, but you also used to be able to like write a check at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can still do that. You can. Some stores. Mm. Yeah. So in, in case I'm sure we don't have anyone young enough that doesn't know what a check is, but just in case <laughs> before debit cards, <laughs> like Mallory said, like you could go, you would have your checkbook and you had a set amount of money in your checking account. And that's why we've seen um, Nick showing Joey how to use like a bank book and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That's because you just had to know how much was in your account because there was no way to instantly check it. So you could be standing in a grocery store, write a checkout for like 50 bucks and just hand it to the cashier and then they would process it. Now, the problem with this and why Nick thinks this is a bad idea is it takes a couple of days for that check to process. So it was completely possible back in the day. If you didn't have the actual money in that account, you could just write a bunch of checks, walk away with your food or your product or whatever, like three days later, the bank would be like, well, you don't have that money. And you'd be like, well, I already got the thing. So it was very, very possible to scam that way or get into a lot of trouble because you didn't have money you thought you did. So it functioned more as a credit card back then than it does now. Yeah. Except the idea is that you were supposed to actually have that money. It wasn't credit. And I think this, this scene is also implying that and this was also a thing back in the day, you, when you got paid at work, you got a physical check. It didn't mm-hmm. go directly into your bank account. You got a piece, like you got a check and you went to the bank and you either cashed it or deposited it in your account yourself. Fun fact. I, I still get checks from work. I don't get direct to deposit. Really? Yep. They mail me a check. Well, you're a contractor, right? That is true. Oh yeah. They have my is. banking info because they used to do that. All of a sudden they're like, you know, we're going to send you checks. I was like, okay, that's yeah. cool, I guess. Businesses have weird protocols sometimes that mm-hmm. like they won't do direct deposit for contractors. I don't know. But they used to, which is yeah. even weirder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the last thing I used a physical check on was 
rent mm-hmm. about 10-ish years ago. I was going to say 11 years ago, I think. I think that's the last time I physically wrote, written a check. I still get checks from people for my birthday. <laughs> Aw. Is it your bubby? My bubby and my mom. <laughs> Oh, so cute. They just give me cash. Stacks and stacks. No. (laughs) (laughs) So he's having this conversation. Tony says, look, he's not a stupid kid anymore. He was a stupid kid, but he's not a stupid kid anymore. He has a job. He's paying rent and he's been straight for almost a year. It's time to give him another chance on this. So Nick says, "Okay, fine. When you have 300 bucks saved, which was a lot then, which was a lot more money back then, I will let you have a checking account. And Tony just pulls a wad of cash and says, actually, I have about 350 if you need money for anything else. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. That's a power move. Power move. He's so ahead of the game. So Nick goes, "Okay, fine. You can have a checking account. So that was a nice little win for Tony. We don't see him too much this episode, but that was a nice little arc for him. So I just looked up an inflation calculator. Mm-hmm. $300 in 91 would be 598 and 45 and 45 cents in today's money. Mm-hmm. Nice. So almost double. Yeah. That that's nothing to sneeze at there no. to have that saved up. Mm-hmm. So that's a great little moment for him. It's a good win. We jumped to Nick's date with Sheila, which first of all, Sheila is Jane Leaves. Yes. Who played Daphne Moon on Frasier. Mm -hmm. She is delightful. One thing I will say for Jane Leaves, she is so charming no matter what she does. And we'll see why that's important. (laughs) So Nick is on this date with Sheila. He's doing some super rad piano playing and she's really into it. Sheila says the whole evening has been wonderful. She likes a man who knows his way around stuff (laughs) knows his way around a kitchen and a piano and she's wondering what else he knows what else he knows his way around sex (laughs) vaginas vaginas (laughs) so she clues into the fact that nick keeps kind of looking towards the stairs i guess to see if maybe blossom's coming down or if he hears anything if she's okay So Nick gives her kind of the Cliff's notes of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Then Sheila launches into a, I completely understand what that's like. I remember my, my first heartbreak. And I also remember this heartbreak and this one and proceeds to list all the ways her heart has been broken and what she has done about it. Now, amongst these things, she has slashed tires. There was an unfortunate canoeing accident. And the woman that her last bow left her for has mysteriously disappeared. She then says, you know what? I should leave now before you disappoint me. And I have to torch your car, or cook your pets. Why did, why, why, why did she have to be like this? Why? Because it's funny. Is it? I mean, a little. I thought it was funny. I, I, I looked it up. So Fatal Attraction had come out a few years before this. And the, 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 the cook your pets line made me think of Fatal Attraction. So I'm wondering if this was just a thing in the zeitgeist. But if we pair this with the earlier scene where Nick blames Belinda mm. for, you know, like the women in this episode are treated like trash. And they're played off to be the like cause of why they're treated like trash. I don't know. Well, not Blossom, but not Blossom. But Belinda is the reason that Nick broke up with Mary because she like, I don't know, was there. And so that means it's her fault. Now we have uh, Sheila just being an insane person. You know, like it's it's the fact that it's I, I was less offended just because 
I not to this extent of like potentially killing a person, but there are some people in real life who have really bad reactions to being broken up with. Yeah. Uh, I I tried to take it at the face value of they're just trying to do a funny thing. And Nick was a crappy person. So let's not let him be happy this episode. Yeah. I just, if, if there hadn't been the first scene, Nick talking about how he broke up with a girl and she went into the asylum because he broke up with her via a singing Mm -hmm. telegram. Yeah. You know, like that's already one quote unquote crazy person. And now we have a second crazy girl. I don't, I don't like this trope of women are crazy. Mm, That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll give you that. I I still thought it was funny, but maybe it's just because it was Jane leaves. And like I said, she is not that Daphne moon is like this level of, you know, crazy, Mm -hmm. but Jane leaves has a way of playing characters that are a little off. Yeah. But like still making them charming somehow. Yeah. I would also say if you're interested in seeing the quote unquote crazy ex-girlfriend trope looked at from a different angle and actually dissected, check out crazy ex-girlfriend. True. Absolutely. So it's interesting to see the juxtaposition of this because we get this scene with Nick and then Blossom immediately comes downstairs and asks what's going on. Nick kind of again briefly tells her it didn't go well. And then he checks in with her again. Blossom says again that she's fine. Don't worry about it. She doesn't want to talk about it. Nick kind of is needling her a little bit by saying that oh he's super impressed because he doesn't usually handle heartbreak as well as she seems to be he has a tendency to wallow and he self-pities himself and you know if she wanted to she has a right to feel bad for a little while because she trusted somebody and he broke her heart which totally fair Mm -hmm. she goes no it's good so he suggests they watch a movie to save the night and they decide to watch the way we were now i have never seen this movie i do know it's a very sad relationship movie (laughs) It is, yes. So we see the beginning of them watching this movie. And Blossom is just whatever, watching it, not having it. We do little time skips of them watching. And Nick is getting progressively sadder and sadder until he's crying at the end of the movie. And Blossom is still just sitting there, like, not caring. And they're getting closer to closer together on the couch as well. So Nick's sobbing at the end of it. And as soon as he shuts off the TV, it's like something snaps in Blossom. She just starts sobbing and goes in for the hug. And it's Nick saying they're going, it's okay, it's okay. So Mallory, I feel like you didn't like this part. No, I did like this part. I thought this was funny, yeah. Their popcorn bowl was the biggest thing I've ever seen. It was a (laughs) massive popcorn bowl. There was at least like four bags of microwave popcorn in that bowl. Yes. Yes. Now Megan's like, we should have this. Yes, I do like popcorn too. Big family. So we see it starts with Blossom crying on Nick's shoulder. And you could tell he's like, oh, it happened. I can make her feel better now. So he he hates that she's sad, but he's happy that she finally let herself feel the feelings, right? Yeah. And then we get this great time-lapse montage where it skips ahead to every single one of the Russo boys sitting there. Tony's watching TV. She's sobbing. And he's like, they're (laughs) there. It's okay. You're going to be fine. It cuts to Joey. He's like reading a magazine. They're there. It's you're you're good. And she's just sobbing the whole way through. Yeah. No, I thought I I did actually think this was funny. And I thought it was because the whole episode, well, I guess the second half of the episode is her repressing her feelings. And obviously, once you actually feel those feelings, it's not just going to be a quick two minute cry and then you're fine. So I thought it was a comedic way to show like this is going to hurt for a while. But that's okay. And also the fact that 
you know, the, the boys are sitting there still doing whatever they have to do, but she's not cognizant of that to her. Yeah. They're there for her. And that's yeah. the important thing. And they're like taking turns until she's all right. And I thought that was a really cute little moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how we end the episode. There's a lot going on here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's lighten it up a little bit. Do you want to do outfit of the week? Mallory? Okay, so I I chose quite a simple outfit, but I chose it because it was one that just stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. So it was Tony's second outfit because it gave me kind of like 1950s vibes Mm. and I was digging that. So he has this dusty blue t-shirt with like the sleeves rolled up a little bit and his blue jeans and his brown belt. And then he has his hair styled kind of normally how it is, but there's one loose little curl that just kind of hangs down on the forehead, like a less stylized greaser hairdo. Mm -hmm. And I do, I, I generally like kind of a retro E meets modern vibe. Mm-hmm. so even though this was quite a simple outfit that's that's why it, it was the outfit that i went oh yeah i like that yeah it was good mm-hmm. Eric, i went with one of the villains outfits this week ricky who <gasps> had this multicolor <laughs> golf shirt uh when him and joey were talking it's very like color blocky like we mm-hmm. see now like very popular so i i just liked it i had acid wash blue jeans which were popular <laughs> back then and it's just i like the shirt and i liked it the, that it was just a nice getup. I wouldn't wear the white t-shirt underneath the golf shirt. That sounds no. a little tacky, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that shirt gave me like seventies vibes. I yeah, loved it. I thought it yeah. looked so good. Um, well, mine was six has this country look right at the beginning of the episode. I knew you'd choose that one. <laughs> <laughs> also, because she talks about country music later, so I thought yeah. it was a really fun tie-in. So it's this off-the-shoulder blue dress, kind of puffy sleeves, and she's wearing these white cowboy boots with it. Nothing elaborate, but it was very fun. And I she, like they're scrunchy. Yeah, the scrunchies made it out of the same material. Yeah, she's very matchy-matchy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so lesson of the week. Let's go, Eric. Boys will be boys. No. No. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> You're fired. No. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think of the, the lesson because... It just seems like such a I want it to be some sort of relationship thing where it's like, you know, don't be a dick when you're breaking up with someone. <laughs> I think that's um, a good lesson. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that is a good one. Or, you know, don't blame the other person. Yeah, Country music is fun to listen to when you're sad. Like <laughs> these are all good, like life lessons. But they are. I, I think it's mostly going to be don't string someone along if you're not going to, you know, stay with them. Like, yeah, if he knew for such for such a long time, he didn't have to like just come home and do this whole big thing to break up mm-hmm. with her he could have, he could have written her. her a letter yeah, yeah love ricky sure. comma ricky. gross Ugh. mallory uh so i had feel your feelings so mm. like i said not too long ago this second half of this episode is just blossom repressing her feelings and them mm-hmm. coming out in very aggressive ways because for whatever reason she doesn't want to be seen as weak or as this having affected her but it's okay for things to affect you and if you don't feel your feelings then it's going to lead to bigger problems mm-hmm. you can also find activities to feel those feelings yeah like a lot of music has made this way mm-hmm. video mm-hmm. games <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Go kill something yeah. <laughs> in a video game, not in real life. <laughs> video game, yes. Go fake kill something. Um, yeah, that was basically mine. But I had the the added. Um, it's okay to not be okay, and you can trust in your support system, mm-hmm. so that when you're not okay, like if you have the right people around you, it will be fine. You like yeah. you can not life for a little while, and if you have the right people, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soil those oats. Soil those oats. <laughs> All right. I'm so interested to know your scores, Mallory. 
out of what? What are, do you want to do out of a thing? I didn't. <laughs> I forgot to do a fun thing. It's fine. I guess it's fine. Five out of however much Mallory is angry. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I gave it a two out of five. Wow. I hated the way excluding blossom and six how women were portrayed in this episode and how uh the men talked about treating women in this episode i hated the fact that ricky that everybody knows that ricky's gonna break up with blossom before she does and it's made out to be that the problem isn't that ricky told joey first but that ricky is breaking up with joey's sister Mm -hmm. like nobody has a problem with ricky talking to joey about it first but i gave it a half point for the tony storyline because i thought it was really clever how they had this like breadcrumb trail throughout yeah and i gave it a half point for six's best friend speech yeah Hmm. very good um and i think we established in an earlier episode that one was the lowest we were gonna give so (laughs) otherwise (laughs) otherwise it would be a one yeah Eric? I didn't hate this episode out of my delirium. I think I I gave it a three. I thought it was all right. It was fine, I guess. It wasn't great. The the, the morals of the story weren't great, but I did. I like Tony in this episode. I thought Joey was cute in his parts. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't think he was gross in most of this, which Mm -hmm. is pretty Mm -hmm. much the rest of the season. So that was nice. (laughs) And Blossom and Six was nice. Yeah. I have no more words. Okay. (laughs) It's okay. Go to sleep now. <laughs> so i'm gonna look crazy now i gave it a four that's not far from me i gave it no, a three no. i think the reason is despite all of the the shitty man stuff that happens and how creepy i thought it was that they changed the character of ricky to what he is i ended up by the end of it focusing on what blossom was going through and the idea of Feeling like you have to repress your feelings because that's the grown up thing to do. And I ended up in my brain following that storyline more than what the guys had to do with it. And for me, it was nice after we see Blossom go through all this like huge life stuff, like thinking about divorce and rehab and all this other stuff she's thinking about in her life. It was kind of cool to see her just deal with a teenager problem. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. We spend so much time with Blossom, not just dealing with teenager stuff it was kind of nice to see her just do like not a good life moment but a life moment i think everybody goes through and she dealt with it like a kid yeah especially a kid that feels like she needs to be so grown up all the time yeah yeah i I just thought the the end lesson was worth the points and also the same thing with tony like i feel like he earned that arc in this season you know what i would even give it a point an extra point five for me because i love jane leaves and i thought (laughs) right I, i just like seeing her in anything Yeah, I just got excited to see her. Mm -hmm. I'm sticking with my two. That's fine. (laughs) You you don't have to change it. We just glomped onto different things. That's Yeah, I think, yeah, I just started with such such a bad taste in my mouth from the first couple scenes that that was like Mm -hmm. all I could see. It was such a weird way to start an episode. And I don't know, it it seemed more serious before it got like normally you get some levity at the beginning of these episodes uh-huh. and it was already serious from the good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like literally if they had made this character 16, like he was supposed to be, I would have been more okay with all the stuff he did. Cause he would have been a dumb kid and not yeah. a grown ass man who knew better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A 16 year old. Yeah. He's going to do stuff a dumb way. Cause yeah. he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. But no, he's, he's an adult as yeah. we said several times. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there's also just Nick being 
a dum-dum and not seeing how yeah. how he treated Belinda and bo- both Belinda and Mary was wrong. Yeah. Not just Mary, how he also treated Belinda. But um, I, I don't think I can talk about that anymore. <laughs> no, no, we're so... That's the end of our season one. So our plans going forward, we are going to take a one week break just to kind of get ourselves prepared and do whatever we have to do going into season two. Mm -hmm. So that's the next time you're going to hear from us. And we're going to be opening up season two with season two, episode one, second base. About baseball? It must be. (laughs) They never talk about sex in this show. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Everybody out there, thank you for listening. We will see you in season two. Bye. Bye. Bye -bye. Zane Busby. Thanks for listening to In My Opinionation. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IamOpinionation, our website at IamOpinionation.com, or email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Thanks again for listening, and until next week, the sun is going to surely shine.